Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to Gwen and Chris. Mine is Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, not available today. Where where exactly did he fly? Do you know? Sacramento. He's in Sacktown. Yeah, I I believe he's getting on the plane here, and or it's supposed to take off in fourteen minutes, is oh. what he told me. So we're minus uh, one of the three stooges today. <laughs> uh, it's just me and Mister Scraby. Scraby, how's your day, man? Uh, it's been all right. It's been kind of quick, actually, which I like. It's also Friday, which I also like. It's TGIF. I wish. Are you Are you hoping the show goes as quick as your day is? Um. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But if that if the show goes fast, that means we were having a good time. The shows were going pretty fast in the last couple of weeks, so that's good. That's good. I'm glad that you're having a good day. I myself uh, woke up ready to roll today. I didn't have to take uh, my son to school today, so that meant a, an extra hour of sleep. Why? Why not? They have today they, off. They they didn't have they didn't have school today. So wow. it was uh, it was quite fantastic. You know, I, I gotta say, kids these days have it real easy with the days. They off. got all kinds of day off, days off, man. It's, they got like a mid October break or got whatever. A, got a growth day. Like they got all kinds <laughs> of all kinds of days that I just don't remember having at all. I don't remember having any of these either. The Friday before Thanksgiving? That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. I feel like I, we only got, like, Thanksgiving off and then the rest of the day. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe we did get the whole week off. I, I can't remember. I'm probably just making it. Don't get me head. wrong. I'm happy that I don't have to get up at 630 to, to get the day rolling. But, you know, Ugh. having kids at home also, it's like going back to summer where they don't have anything to do. They're just in your house making a mess all day. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. That's well, pretty brutal. That's where I'm say. at today. Part of the reason why I'm stalling right now is because my iPad is loading and I'm waiting. Uh, I need to get the rundown. So, uh, well, just finish. So let's talk a little uh, Padre baseball today. Uh, it was it was made official today, Scraby. You want to take this while my iPad gets where it needs to go? Yes. Sorry, we're kind of... Operating on two man crew, but Cassandra, the yes. Eric Cassandra, the new um, point man, as they have called it, uh, is actually the new chairman and interim control person, succeeding uh, his longtime friend and business partner Peter Sadler. He his statement reads, "With a heavy heart, I humbly accept this appointment in honor of my dear friend Peter Sadler, who I had the privilege of working with for almost thirty years." I'm excited to partner with Eric Gruppner and A.J. Preller to help guide the Padres forward in fulfillment of Peter's vision. That vision includes the Padres remaining as a family asset for generations to come and is anchored in Peter's dedication to the fans 
and community of San Diego. Our North Star remains the same, to win a World Series championship for the city of San Diego. Now, that statement to me reads like, um, in some ways, Peter was prepared for this. It and, does, yeah. And um, made it pretty obvious, at least to those who needed to know that he wanted this to remain in the family, and he wanted that, as as uh, Mr. Cassinda said, that North Star to remain a Padres World Championship. So I don't know. At least for now, I think that should ease a lot of uh, anxiety that has popped up, not knowing how the future of the Padres will go, what direction it'll go. I think that gives you a little calm. Yeah, it definitely gives peace. me calm. Definitely gives me calm because that's all I really care about because – Peter Seidler had this vision, and we all know what the vision was. And so I think a lot of fans, as you said, were a little concerned once this happened. What's going to happen with his vision? Well, they said it, so they can't go back on it. And I don't believe they said this just to say it. I believe this is what they are going to do. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. So, you know, that's, that's where uh, the Padres are. They still have a manager to be named. A, yes, they do. A, a... <laughs> Five days after my... My uh, ultimatum, but that's okay. Hey, I'm sorry, Scrape, that it, it, you're feeling some type of way about this. But, you know, it's, it's kind of – I think this is on the path that it needs to be on. All right. The guys that they have seemingly highlighted, all still available. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, jobs are available at this point now. I think maybe the Padres are the, the, Padres only, are the ones only ones left. One, right? Which... The Astros got their guy. Brewers got their guy. Cubs got their guy. Who am I missing? Was that Angels? It? Angels got their guy. Mets. Mets got their guy. I think it's it. So uh, yeah, that's at, it. at this point, you know, uh, I don't know. That there's there's another team that can take any of your the candidates that you have kind of circled for. You're the right. About so that. I, I think at this point you can kind of the Benji Gill, the Mike Phil Schell, Nevin, Mike Phil Schill, Nevin, Ryan Flaherty, Ryan Flaherty. Those four are still in the mix. There's no. Yeah, there's no possibility By of them the way, going to another team right now. Roster wise, it's a good good job to take. It's a good city to 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 be a manager in. Just I, saying, it is. But then again, it goes back to for me. It goes back to how much con- say and, and control is the manager going to have with AJ Preller running the show? And AJ definitely knows this team inside and out. But we have talked in the last couple months about how some of those. Some of the ways that the team is being run is not conducive to long-term success right now. At least it hasn't been to this point. So yes. we'll see uh, what happens, what transpired, what transpires from here. Uh, certainly that is um, a big deal. Now, in other news around baseball, the Brewers are seemingly, according to MLB uh, rumors, uh, that they are, excuse me, according to CBS Sports, they are considering trading uh, Brandon Woodruff. And, um, you know, it's funny. I-, I talked to some folks around that organization last year or when the Padres played them, and I heard a few people say they- they'd much rather have Woodruff. If they're going to have to choose between Burns and Woodruff, they'd rather have Woodruff, hmm. just from a-, a makeup standpoint. Oh. There are oh. some questions about Corbin Burns and his – what's a good way of saying it? This, I guess, is makeup. His his 
his sensitivity, his goal. Like, is he, does he have the intestinal fortitude? Well, we kind of saw his personality on display before the season when he was angry at the Brewers in the arbitration the process. Old arbitration, and he, and he uh, came out and process. he was like, basically said, "Well, he said it was going to affect his thought process yeah. moving forward." Yeah. Now, listen, I could, a lot of guys say that type of thing, but when um, the the money figure is put in front of them. Sometimes they change their mind. a little bit. Sometimes they feel, oh, you know, maybe I can forgive you yeah, for that. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I found it interesting that Brandon Woodruff, first of all, uh, if the Padres can get him, they should get him because uh, he doesn't give up anything to the Padres. Every time he faces the Padres, <laughs> it's a long night. So if, uh, if you can get him, great. Uh, but, you know, now it's also some of the rumors is that the Giants – Giants could be big players, uh, apparently, in this in this uh, free agency. Go ahead. One, one more thing on Brandon Woodruff yeah, before go we go forward is he had shoulder surgery too. So another one of the things for teams to to realize is that That's he's probably going to be out all of twenty twenty four. Remember, he got hurt. I think right before the playoffs. His start, he he ended up being ruled out of the postseason. He did, yeah, he was really because upset. of the shoulder surgery. Yeah. He was in tears, if I he recall. Was, yeah. So so it looks like from the he's going to miss the whole season for twenty twenty four. Most of it, if not all, according to the article, they're likely to non-tender him rather than pay him the oh, sum well, for what tra- will amount to a well, rehab Don't year. trade for him, then. If they're going to non-tender him. You know what that Because then you can go get him. He'll be a free agent. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll cost, it won't cost you any players at that point. Why so, would they admit that they're going to non-tender him if they want to get some value for him? That's the report, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. We don't know that yeah. the Brewers actually have said that. We'll see. Uh, that non-tender date, if I'm not mistaken, is right around... It's 5 p.m. today. Today. Or two, two, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. So that's so that's a, let me that's Let me just make sure the Pacific time. Sorry, my uh, my watch was picking up your voice and was answering your question. Oh, thank you, watch. <laughs> but anyway, you were talking about the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. And I bring them up because they're another team in, in the National League West. Um, we know the Diamondbacks are going to be a, a tough team to deal with. You, you assume the Dodgers... They're also one of those teams. So it looks like the Giants and the Dodgers are are looking to spend some cashola, looking to spend in the starting rotation two starters they need. We don't. The Dodgers don't know what's going on with Julio uh, Urias. Yeah, um, you're going to get Walker Bueller back. You don't know what the deal is with Kirsch. What he's going to look like. It's five p.m. Pacific today. 5 p.m. So we got another yeah. three hours yes. before those non-tenders. So, you know, during our show, we'll find out some of the Padres' non-tenders, if they have any. Yeah. Um, but back to the yeah. Dodgers and Giants, two teams that are also in the same um, free agent market as the Padres are, which is starting pitching. Now, maybe the Padres have to go about it a different way. Because there's already trade starting to bubble up. I saw Jonathan India is, is mm-hmm. being rumored to yeah. being traded. There was a big trade. I shouldn't say a big trade, but a somewhat big trade yesterday with the White Sox and Bummer going to, was it the Yankees? The no, Braves? the Braves. Yeah. Five players. A five-player swap, four of which go to the White Sox from the Braves. The Braves get the left-hander Bummer. Uh, to add to their to their, to I love their, his name. I love his name to their bullpen, which was already pretty good. I am a little, you know. Here's what I'll say about this offseason. I'm a little nervous just because of all the competition that is going to be happening. I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that because think about this: the Padres have made big splashes. Yes, and uh, let's say the last three years in free agency. Mm-hmm. Two of those years, 
were years in which no one else was spending because you had, A, you had the pandemic. They jumped on that. Yeah. They didn't uh, have any money, I the, the, remember. Yeah, teams the, were the like, owners teams, were, in teams the were like, we don't have any money. We can't do this. Um, and so this is on top of already going out. And what was that? Twenty eight? Man, he was twenty eighteen. Yeah, some. So, yeah. so this is on a top of going out and getting. I think it was Hosmer uh, and Manny. Right, those were the first two. Then in a in a free agency year in which no one was spending, 2020-2021, Right, because you had the collective. You had the you had the pandemic in twenty. You had the end of the collective bargain agreement in twenty twenty one. No one was spending. Padres took full advantage of that. They got. Um, and the, the one of the free agencies, they made the trade. They bring in you, Darvish. They bring in Blake Snell. Um, and so they've been able to maneuver in a lot of the off seasons, minus last year, because everybody seemingly was out there ready to spend some bread last, yeah, last offseason, right? Last it was the first season. year coming out of this new collective yes. bargaining agreement. Arson so Judge is still in San Francisco. Everybody had their projections, and the, all the teams felt good about what, what they're about to spend. We're in year two of that. It's going to be the same thing. Teams are are, are still feeling froggish and, 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 and ready to leap into this free agency and, and I like that and get get whoever's out there. But the Padres are not the the well. Not only are the Padres not, it's also a much more competitive. So in a, so in a way, you're their, saying it, within their division, right? The Giants yeah. are going to be active. The Dodgers, who set out basically last mm-hmm. off season. They're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna be fully engaged in it this year. You got the Diamondbacks who were coming off of a World Series run. I mean, do we need to mention the Rockies? Probably not. Oh, by the way, Cal Quantrill is now a Rocky. I saw that. So I, I he's feel, not gonna be a I feel, I feel for Cal. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I <laughs> he do all of a sudden goes to like the worst place to pitch. Yeah. In the big league. But so what you're kind of saying is that the Padres, since they already spent all their money and then they won't ha- be heavily involved on big names here in this offseason, they're they're likely to maybe miss out on a bidding war and, and no, I'm waste not, I'm money? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they they have been – I think A.J. was intelli- very intelligent in um, picking his spot of when to – why it was a good time to go when he went in mm. terms of the free agency. Now – Obviously, with the rumors being that they're trying to cut the payroll down to, to, to $200 million, whether that's true or not, I think we'll find out eventually. But I'm just saying, in general, in the National League West, there's two teams that are certainly going to be involved. Here's why I feel... I always talk about how nervous I am with the offseason, but here's why I feel kind of good about the offseason, because we know one thing, and that's A.J. Preller can can think of creative ways to get guys on the roster. So if there's anyone that can go and do something creative, it's going to be A.J. Preller, and he's probably going to have to do something like that it might, it, You know, my guess is it's probably going to come via trade. You know, yeah. It's not it, – it, with, with when you're trying to cut payroll, you know, adding via free agency without being able to subtract something at, at, at a point uh, makes it uh, more difficult. So – We'll see that this free agency is the stove is starting to get warmer. You got the trades now. Yesterday was really the first day you started to see like some real trade rumors starting to circulate. This is when like the the execs work the hardest, right? So they're, what happens is they're now getting the the legwork done on some of the stuff. So then when the GM meetings roll around, it's just pushing the button at that point to mm. to finish it off. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where the Padres are. I think. A bit of good news for the uncertainty today, at least from the Padres' standpoint of of knowing what happens now that, you know, we've lost Peter. 
um, and, and what the plan was uh, for for Eric Sinda uh, as he comes in. It sounds like everything remains the same. So good. Uh, we'll That's exactly what we all needed to hear. Full four hours today. Marcus McNeil joins us. We'll preview. Uh, was it week eleven? I think we've gone over this. Review Thursday. Review night. Thursday night. Preview week eleven. We got a countdown. I know Scraby and Chris did this, but I felt like I needed to get in on this. This is top five movie characters. Now you got there. There's five yeah, last week. Yeah. You'll get my five. Scraby's going to do a bonus feature. I'm going to do sports movie characters. Sports movie. He's he's this is this is Scraby for you. He was on. Uh, horror movies yesterday. Now he, I get here today. It's sports movies. Well, the reason I did that is because I'm driving down here. I'm like, man, I talk about horror movies a lot, and I've done it a lot lately. You so maybe I should you, calm. Dog? Do you? <laughs> maybe I should calm down a you're, bit. You're really into horror movies. So I, I love them. I fall asleep to them. That's we're, not a joke. We're past Halloween now, so you know this is this is prime. Have you ever heard of Krampus before? No, I have not. Okay, Google it in the break. <laughs> <laughs> we got more with Chris. Full four hours for you guys on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Two twenty-two on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, not here. Matt Scraby is though. Two Stooges <laughs> out of the three. Question: What you got with this music playing? Do we have an update on Snoop Dogg and his quitting smoking that he did yesterday? It still seems real at this point. Wow, crazy. That's that's, that's sad. Currently. Um, Associate manager Ricky Weeks is ringing my phone. We've been playing phone tag. Oh, I've been trying oh. to reach him and tell him. Does he want to call the show right now? No, I'm sure he doesn't. No, he can No, I know he can, <laughs> but I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, I will get back to him at some point. So, associate managers. Uh, yeah, I think it's just. A what's bitch. the hierarchy? It goes manager, bench coach. It's supposed to be manager, bench coach. Hitting coach, pitching coach, first base, third base. That's how it's supposed Sorry, to go. But then the we start we start throwing it. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the pecking order in terms of. I think you can put first base, third base, same oh, gotcha. same category. Hitting, pitching, same same level. The uh, bench coach is like the second man. You get your, your manager gets kicked out of the game. 
You're bench out. coach takes over. Now, there's some places that have an associate associate manager and a bench coach, which is all out confusing. I'm not sure <laughs> what it means. They started average adding all these like new titles. Uh, what was the other one that they like to use? Uh, contr- uh, quality control. Yes, yes. What does that even mean? I don't know. I guess you're just you're controlling the quality of the work, <laughs> I guess. They make up all kinds of things in baseball. It's, it's quite hilarious. Uh, let's talk about Thursday night. We actually were supposed to have a pretty good game. Supposed to. Uh, it didn't turn out that way. No. The Baltimore Ravens bounced back after blowing a 14-point lead last week against the Cleveland Browns. They did. Uh, to beat down the Bengals. Now, a couple caveats. On the Bengals' side, their man, Joe Burrow, he goes down in the first quarter. Yeah, Joe Cool. Joe Cool is no longer cool. He's out for the rest of the season. Torn wrist ligament. Mm. Uh, you knew, I knew it was bad when um, he was on the sideline. He didn't even really like get into the throw. He couldn't even hold the football. It wasn't funny to me, it was but it was funny. funny. It was almost like he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And he just was going to try to power through it, and his hand, his wrist was like, nah, bro, this is it. Weird. Yeah, I mean, he threw a touchdown pass with a torn ligament in his it, wrist. It, it, he might have tore it on that throw because his reaction after he yeah. threw it was like... He, like, followed through. It was like the then, ligament was coming through the ugh. skin. But the the thing that I think is most interesting about this is that we didn't know anything about Joe Burrow's hand, but... Yeah, that might cost the Bengals. The Bengals... Put out a video of the team arriving in Baltimore, and on the video was Joe Burrow passing by the camera with a brace on his thumb area. They, they, they told us. So here's the deal: we would not have known of this if Bengals social media did not post it. it because, and here's why I know they're guilty: is they because Bengals it. social media deleted it. Yes, but it showed Joe Burrow walking off of the bus with a brace on his hand. So, and then all of a sudden his arm is killing him, and then he tears a wrist ligament. And so the NFL is looking into another instance of whether or not they didn't report the injury. Well, there was no word of a wrist injury before the game started. But maybe he just maybe he has carpal tunnel, and he was just <laughs> wearing a brace for this that. This is the strongest case of carpal tunnel <laughs> in the history of carpal tunnel. Yeah, they could be in trouble for this. And they could be. Their team's in big trouble. Their season may very well be over. Uh, is that the Jake Brown Browning from Washington? Yes, he's a rookie. Yeah, I think their season's over. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit was saying last night that he, he was talking him up, which was Kirk Herbstreit you know, supposed that's to why, do. That's why I love Kirk, man. He's positive. He's not one of the negative uh, guys. He was definitely boosting Jake. That's what I was like, is this the same Jake Browning from Washington? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's not good for them because a rookie quarterback with them trying to make the playoffs, I think they're 5-5 five and five Not only now. that, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're in a division with Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. So... I don't know that they're going to, without Joe Burrow especially, I don't know how much they're going to be able to do. But on the flip side of that, the Ravens, they get the win, but they lose Mark Andrews. It's likely he's done for the rest of the season. It's what it sounded like, but they'll uh, wait to see how that goes. But this was a big win for the Ravens. Uh, as I mentioned, they blew that 14-point lead against a division rival in the Cleveland Browns. And more importantly, Lamar Jackson bounced back. It looked scary for him, too. He had his ankle rolled up on, had to go to the tent. But he came back out, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, the Ravens uh, put their dominance on uh, on the um, on the Bengals last night. 
They did. Uh, my fantasy quarterback, Lamar Jackson, I- I'm worried that he's going to make it through the rest of the season. You still want to trade him after last night? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. But how, many, how many points did he get you? He got 24, which is Don't you dare start doing great. 24. But, uh, 24. But, Stop. I mean, they had a lot of penalties, too. Like, Zay Flowers had a whole thing called back because of Odell a holding Beckham. penalty. Yeah. Odell looked pretty good last he night. Did. But Lamar runs with too much abandon. He he just reckless abandon reckless abandon <laughs> too much abandon he just there's no <laughs> I, I mean it's just abandoned because <laughs> he runs and then he gets hurt and then he's limping around and then they call a quarterback draw the next play which no one's expecting it's but also his ankle or whatever was hurting him wasn't expecting it either listen uh, that is part of the drawback of having a running quarterback is that they can get hurt uh, and if you're as dependent as a team like the uh, Baltimore Ravens is on a, on a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. It's not something you can afford to have happen. So, uh, nonetheless, they get another victory. They sit a, No matter what happens in the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they're playing the Cleveland Browns this week, aren't they? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, no matter what happens. No, the Bengals are. The Bengals are, yes, excuse me. Yes. No matter what happens. No. What? Yeah, Bengals are playing the Steelers. Not this week? Oh, this week. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I get... I'm confused. Yeah, yes. clearly. Let's... So week 12, this week the Bengals have already played. Yeah, so Pittsburgh is playing Cleveland, like I said. No matter what happens in that game, two teams that are both 6-3, and three, Baltimore will be a half a game above both of them at this point. So It's pretty amazing what John Harbaugh does because he year doesn't in, have out. the greatest teams in the world, but he does make I tell you what, with, um, with Mark Andrews going out, may very well have to be the dude – He's going to have to step up at least. He may not have to be the dude, but you're losing, I think most people would say that the number one target in that offense in Mark Andrews, everybody has to now step into that oh, fold. Yeah. But we're, I, we're, I want to ask Marcus McNeil on the other side about the hip drop tackle because that's how Mark ah. Andrews went down. And There had already been conversations about uh, yeah, addressing that. Because there's been some injuries this year. And then Tony Pollard last year in the playoffs against the 49ers right. broke his leg. That's and right. so... I mean, it's hard to ban anything more on the defensive side, but we'll see what Marcus has to say about it. Yeah, no, we'll definitely check in with, with Marcus McNeil uh, in the next segment. Um, should be interesting. We got a daily gambit today. Had some some bets. You got some bets for today? I do have some bets for today. There's actually a lot going on um, in the world of college football. We got some rivalry games. San Diego State's playing a basketball game and a football game. I have a parlay and I have the results from last night as well. I don't know if I really want to Lakers in it, action tonight looking to bounce back after It's a cup night. It is it, it is I'm, NBA I'm starting cup to get it. Night, I'm baby. starting to get it. Third look, Friday in November, cup night. I'm looking forward to a little cup night action tonight. Who are they playing? They are playing the Portland Trailblazers. Can't wait to see what their floor looks like on NBA Cup. Oh, that's night. gonna be pretty crazy. I guess is what red and black. Right? Oh, speaking of basketball, I'm still trying to gauge whether or not I can. I had I went to the barber shop today, <laughs> and the whole the whole time I was there, the whole conversation was how much, how entertained they were listening to the segment about you touching the rim or touching the net. Uh, and their 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 thought is probably clearly, I cannot touch the rim. Absolutely. <laughs> but they can't. They they can believe that I can touch I, that. Absolutely. I, I think there's. I think there. That's a low bar. A to really be talking about the net. But yes, they believe you can hit the net. So in the garage, there's a there's a thing that is <laughs> I measured nine feet tall. Yeah. And I went and I I touched it. 
I got to find another like 11 inches on that vertical. Because that was where you maxed out right there? <laughs> I tried real hard. Um, are we? And also, I was starting to get in my head. Uh, when I do this, is it just a, is it a running jump or is it just standing under the basket no, jump? absolutely. Because I, I'm I, not a freak show. I am a thousand. I have, n- I have no issue at all with saying there is zero to no chance of you touching the the rim on vert, meaning just a oh, straight yeah, no. gathered jump. I agree. I there's agree. There's no shot. No, but Chris did say he I was I think there's resign. zero to no chance with you with a full steam running start, but, you know. See, I touched the nine feet with no start. Yeah, but you need. I took a step into another, it. So you're saying a running start gets you another 12 inches? <sighs> no. No, no I'm gonna I say don't think no. so. I'm going to say no. But what if the adrenaline rises in me chris did say <laughs> chris did say that he would me? resign he did from his position he gave if you i his, even touched the rim he not gave you his it. best chris mad dog russo impersonation i don't now. know that that was smart because he motivated I, I, me i think it's smart i don't he care motivated you me. can be as motivated as everything you want to be but don't you think nine feet is pretty impressive uh, sure but that's not what we're asking Just can't you to do. wait until i touch that rim all right, Marcus McNeil. Let's get to break. Marcus <laughs> McNeil side. joins us next. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. And joining us here is our weekly edition of Marcus McNeil. A little NFL recap, preview, and uh, some of the things that are going on in today's NFL news. Marcus, how are you today? Happy belated birthday, my man. Yeah. Oh, man, appreciate it, appreciate it, Tony, man. I'm feeling real old today, man. <laughs> Welcome to the club, man. Once you hit that 40 number, it just it seems like it's rolling. <laughs> I hope I get another 40 out of Yeah, no kid, <laughs> no like kid. Let's jump into the NFL. Let's start with the most recent news. Uh, Ravens get a, their second win against the Bengals. The Bengals lose Joe Burrow for the rest of the year with a – Wrist ligament tear, and the uh, Baltimore uh, Ravens lose Mark Andrews. First, let's talk about the game. What did you think uh, of Lamar Jackson's bounce-back performance in Baltimore's win uh, in Cincinnati? Oh, no, excuse me, in Baltimore. I like like the win for them yesterday. You know, I think it was going to be a tale of who was going to have the better season, but I really didn't see those injuries coming, you know. I was sitting there talking to my old Doc, Doc Chow, you know what I'm saying, from the Chargers, and he called it spot on, man. He sat there, and we were sitting there talking, and he said that when he saw uh, Joe's Burrow's arm moving, man, that's not good. That's probably some ligament damage and stuff like that. So he he didn't want to speculate, but then the news came out that he was out for the rest of the year. I was like, man, you spot on, Doc, but – that's pretty much it for the Bengals for me. You know, I just can't imagine them coming and bouncing back for the rest of yeah. the year. And then Mark Andrews going down. He's such a big part of Lamar Jackson's game, you know, especially having that guy in the medium part of the field. I, it's going to be tough for them for the rest of the year, but as long as he was able to bounce back in that game, I, I saw him get rolled up too. Yeah, That might have been the end of their year too, but they, <laughs> they got did. Lamar, so they got a fighting chance. Now, Mark Andrews, Marcus McNeil is with us. It's, it's so good to share the airwaves with Marcus again, back from our two pros in a Joe's day. Uh, Marcus, not Marcus Andrews, Mark Andrews looks like, uh, you know, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. They don't know 
for sure, but that's the news. And he went down with a controversial tackle, the hip drop tackle. So what they're going to look at this in the offseason and see if they need to ban it or, or put some rules on it. What are you, your thoughts about the hip drop tackle? Oh, man. It, that that's that's look that's kind of a funny tackle right there. You know, it's it's right there next to the horse collar tackle. Yeah. Where it's kinda of like where you're putting all your weight, you know, on the lower extremities of a guy. And it's just a tough one. You can see Liz Franks come from that where, you know, the guy's foot's messed up and those are just hard things to come back from. Uh but it's getting so difficult to make a tackle without getting the personal foul. I yeah. think that it was like a <laughs> kind of a mutation of a tackle that the guys have to go to so they don't get any other type of personal foul calls. That's a great point. I mean, we have seen more of the quote-unquote hip drop tackles as the target has gotten smaller and smaller up top uh, for these NFL players. I, you know, Aside from that game last night, I mean, we got a bunch of things going on in the NFL. Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator for former offensive coordinator for the Bills, was fired. Um, you got the whole uh, controversy going on with the Diggs brothers, the, the the Diggs that's not in Buffalo commenting on his on his older brother's situation. How do you see this thing playing out? It just has seemed messy for a while. I know the Buffalo Bills tried to convince all of us that it, everything was good. But it, it, we talked a little bit about it last week. It just feels something that is a little bit amiss right now. How, do you think this change at coordinator can help? Uh, I think it could help, possibly. But to be honest, they fired Ken Dorsey. He was the scapegoat yeah. right there. Yeah. You know, we, we're not going to fire our head coach in the middle of the season. Who's the next man up? And I hated that Ken Dorsey actually had to, you know, be put on the chopping block. Because I was actually sitting there watching the game and they're giving him praise in the game, you know, about how well he's doing with them around the ball and, and mixing it up. And then all of a sudden, he, he he's the first one to go. So I think he kind of just ended up as, as the scapegoat in that situation so that you don't have to fire your head coach. And then with the with the Diggs brothers, I mean, you, you had Trayvon who, who tweeted out that tweet about, man, getting his brother out of there. So, of course, that just kind of set off bells around the league. But one thing I do know is that Stephon is, 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 is that guy that you don't want upset in that locker yeah, room. Yeah. You, don't, you, you need that team to stay together. And we know he's a very vocal and passionate player. So you get him riled up. I don't really see the bills going far, you know, if you separate that locker room like that. Marcus, let me ask you, you've been in the locker room before. What kind of – what kind of mess can that cause? I mean, obviously, you assume the two brothers talk. You don't know if this is coming from Stefan or not, but I think as if you're in that locker room, are you assuming that's happening or that there's a conversation that may have not prompted Trayvon Diggs to go out there, but it, it does seem like it would make it a, a little bit uh, awkward in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, Stefan has kind of had gripes in the past, right? And the only thing that I think kind of hushed that up is them being able to win. Yeah. But everything gets ugly when you start losing. That's when, you know, like all, all the, 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 the smoke and mirrors goes away and, and you actually see what's really going on when you pop open that hood. And I don't think he's really been satisfied with the way the Bills have won, especially being able to win the big game or make it to the Super Bowl. Like you always hear, the Bills should be the contenders, and they're just not performing. But one thing about Josh Allen, before Stephon Diggs got there, 
this was a big gripe against him, you know, him turning the ball over, him not being good on third down. So Stefan has been saving him for years. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, Trayvon and Stefan are having these talks in the offseason or just on the phone, you know, casually so he knows how frustrated his brother is. We're talking to Marcus McNeil, and that's funny because um, you, you can just imagine when the tweet went out saying that, Bro didn't go off until my, you know, until he got here or whatever. <laughs> Talking about Josh Allen wasn't good until Stephon Diggs got there. I could see that being really awkward. But I want to ask you about Saquon Barkley. And he was asked by the media yesterday, you know, because he's in a one-year deal. He's looking for a free agent contract. His team is terrible right now. They're 2-8 and eight and they're not looking good. But they asked him, like, do you think that the Giants are going to repay you for the loyalty of you uh, in choosing a contract with the Giants this season. And he goes, no, there's no such thing as loyalty. <laughs> so is that completely 100% true that there is zero loyalty when making a decision roster, uh, roster decision? I won't say that. I think it's more uh, organization-related. You know, I see teams like, you know, uh, I imagine teams like San Fran or the Steelers or Baltimore, yeah. you know, like – uh, KC, those type of franchises, they're typically loyal to the players that are loyal to them. But when you're talking about that New York market, it, it gets brutal up there, and just to be honest. And it's, and it's even more brutal for running backs right now. So I think that he knows his worth, and he knows that he's probably going to have to move on after this year. Marcus McNeil joins us, giving us our uh, weekly breakdown of what's going on in the NFL and uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, this happened earlier in the week, but he's done for the season after there was a broken bone discovered in his throwing arm. I mean, we know that this Cleveland Browns defense is, is 100% real. It's one of the best defenses in the league. But I have to assume in the AFC, they may they don't have enough. I mean, it, they're putting it on this young quarterback to come in and basically play mistake-free football what chances do you give the Browns moving forward without Deshaun Watson? I, I don't give them many chances. Uh, if you just looked at the, the, the weeks when Deshaun wasn't in the game, the inaccuracy of the quarterback play is not there. You know, uh, the defense can't absolutely keep them in the game, but if you can't score points, it's just going to be able to be able to beat some of these teams in the AFC when you think about the Dolphins and the Chiefs who can score in bunches. You know, not to say that they might not make the playoffs. They still have a fighting chance. Everybody has a chance, but that that was just a blow to their entire team right there. Uh, Deshaun going down, man, like praise him for actually finishing the game because if he was sitting there playing with a broke bone like for the whole second half like he showed a lot of resilience i didn't even know he had something wrong with his shoulder i saw the lower body injury early on and thought that something was wrong with his legs yeah and then rg3 he came out and said that those that 14 for 14 that deshaun went he got that, too. RG3 could take care of that. We'll talk about that in the Big Five a little bit later. <laughs> Talking to Marcus McNeil, former San Diego Chargers left tackle here on 97.3 The Fan. And Travis Kelsey, he's been everywhere this year. And then uh, this week on Monday Night Football, it's going to be Chiefs and Eagles. So my question to you is, in that Chiefs locker room, knowing that Travis Kelsey is dating the biggest pop star in the world and he's going to Argentina during the, the bye week and he's doing all these different things – is there any sort of thought from the team like, hey, man, let's focus, let's get back to things, or are you just kind of looking the other way because he's so good? 
Yeah, I'm looking the other way. You know, if you play it <laughs> like that, <laughs> like, bro, you can go to every concert you do. You just come out here and give me a hundred some yards a game, and they, they're like the greatest show on turf. They remind me of that type of offense back in the day, where you just looking at them scoring points, and he's. He he has that demeanor about him where it's not like he's super serious. Now, if he's a super serious guy, I could see this kind of knocking him off of his swagger, but he's already loose. Him and his brother just like to have a good time. So guys like that, you just allow them to go have a good time so they can come out there and perform. One last one, and, I, and I'm really asking this question to entertain Matt and, and, and Chris when he actually hears this. But don't look now, but the Denver Broncos oh, are man. playing some pretty good <laughs> football. And all of a sudden, Russell Wilson isn't as bad as was being advertised. What's, your, what's been your thought on what Denver's done as of late? I, I like Denver. I like them. Like, to be honest, like, they added Sean Payton. You know, you, you add Russell Wilson. So it's like I've been waiting for this the entire time. On top of them having actually good defense. Yeah. They, they, besides that beating that they took from Miami, <laughs> you know, they, seventy to twenty, they actually, yeah, they, yeah, it was like they, they, Miami pulled the switch out on them and went to town, you know. But <laughs> besides, besides them actually, you know, what I'm saying losing that game right there, they actually beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. So you're talking about besides the, you know, the Bills getting the ten and downward. You know, they're beating two of the AFC best teams. But everybody talks about Miami, and Miami hasn't even beat anybody. And they're they're in the top five, you know what I'm saying, every week as far as power five rankings. You know, yeah. I think the, the, the Broncos is somebody that we're going to have to watch out for later on in the year. No doubt about it. They're sitting at four and five. You have no idea how happy you just made, Tony, because he is the biggest Russell right. Wilson supporter. I like Russell Wilson, yeah. man. I like to see Russell him having Wilson. some success. Uh, Marcus, as always, man, love catching up with you. We'll do it again next week. Happy belated. Enjoy your weekend, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, man, appreciate y'all. Welcome me to the 4040 Club, man. Y'all have a blessed one. <laughs> See you, Marcus. Probably a little bit early for Happy Thanksgiving because we'll probably have him on Monday or Tuesday next week. Oh, Marcus, I'm sure you can tell him Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving multiple times. Okay. And he'll be okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Marcus McNeil, <laughs> as always, enjoy having him. You know where I went last night after the show? Where? Uh, the black, the red and black game, baseball, Aztecs. Oh, okay. Uh, went down there, and it was a lot of fun. I got to see some uh some old face. Got to what's see. the red and black game? Uh, it's the it's the, the 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 one of their bigger games that they put together. It's an inter squad game. Okay, it's uh, like a fundraising event. No, no, oh, okay. this is kind of like. It's like the introduction to what they're about to go through. So they'll go through their, their their winter, have a little break because Christmas is coming up, or Thanksgiving, and then Christmas break, and then they come back and they start getting prepared okay. for the regular season. And, and Sean Cole, who is the new uh, head coach at San Diego State, is is doing a, a really terrific job of reaching out to the alum and um, trying to have guys back. Tra- uh, uh, Travis Lee. Uh, San Diego State Aztec great was there last night. My uncle Chris was there. Got to see some uh, some old face, talented group of guys. Uh, it's a, it's a transitional year I think for them, but uh, the energy there was uh, was impressive. I was I was pretty happy to uh, to see uh, some some of the faces I got to see. Yesterday. Yeah, they had a tough year last year, didn't they? Really tough year. Really tough year. Uh, as I said, new 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 head coach uh, this year. So it, it's gonna. 
you know, it might take it might take a year or two, but they seem like they're on the right path right now for sure. That's good. Um, I always find it. Why do they call? We'll have Sean on here at some point. Why did they call it a head coach instead of a manager in college? That's a great question. <laughs> great Because when you said it, I'm like, wait, no, I know it's a head coach in college. Yeah, no, I think you are – that's a good question. I think it's – you're not really coaching anything at, at the big league level. You're just managing, you know, <laughs> versus you still are teaching the game at a, you know – pretty high that's a good explanation in in college that's a pretty good explanation bunch of kids who think they know a lot about the game and you know don't know anything when you kind like it would i shouldn't say they don't know anything they don't know as much as they think they know when you come in as a freshman you gotta just be i was there were you a sponge or were you the know it you're not the know it all guy i was a sponge my freshman year my sophomore year, I was feeling myself a little bit. Oh, were you? Why, why did you feel yourself a little bit? <laughs> uh, because I had a pretty good freshman year. And okay. I, you know, you come back, you little guy will swag to you. I'd spent, like, all summer following my dad in his last season. Uh, you know, I just felt like I was I was the dude. Even and how I was, did this sophomore year go? It went. It, it started off atrociously bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, it, that's, that great. Was, that's know, great. As baseball <laughs> tends to do. Has a strange way of humbling you. Yeah. You know, once I was humbled, I came back and finished the year better than my freshman year. Learned some things. I was much more humble my junior year coming in. I bet. I still sucked the beginning of the year, though. I was, like, atrociously bad then. But by the end of the year, I was back where I needed to be and better than the sophomore year. So. Well, there you go, everybody. If you have an atrocious start to your season, just wait until the end. You just you just got to stay with it. Stay you with gotta it. got to stay with it, That's man. why I'm not built for... Like being a baseball player, I'm I'm, st- I'm too like times, I need my result now. You, there were many many times where I was questioning if I was do- playing the right sport, if I was doing the right thing because I was so bad at times. <laughs> but it turned out all right. Yeah, uh, I think so. Three o'clock hour on the way. Little daily gambit. See what uh, Scraby has in store for us. More going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 